Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. We're getting close to having a baseball season, and today we'll hit the top two teams in my preseason rankings, starting with the second-ranked team, the Minnesota Twins. Coming off a 101-win campaign in 2019, the first time since 2010 that the Twins won more than 90 games. They bolstered the lineup with power, adding third baseman Josh Donaldson. While the pitching staff isn't as strong, they take some reasonable risks on the mound. Here's a look at the Twins lineup and some possible expectations for the 2020 season. Catcher Mitch Garver erupted last season, his second full Major League season, hitting 31 home runs and just 359 plate appearances. It took some time for him to reach the Major Leagues, but Garver is already a viable starting catcher for fantasy owners. Miguel Sano is huge, so it's not surprising that he provides classic first base power. He hit a career-high 34 home runs last season, but that was in just 439 plate appearances. Batting average is a weak spot, he's a 245 career hitter, but Sano's power potential alone makes him a solid corner infield pick. Second baseman Luis Arise landed in the big leagues in 2019 and hit 334 in 366 plate appearances. He doesn't have much power or speed, but that batting average was no accident. He hit 331 in his minor league career, and that does make him interesting enough as a middle infield option. Jorge Polanco is coming off the best season of his major league career, hitting 22 home runs, scoring 107 runs, driving in 79, and hitting 295 with an 841 OPS. He doesn't run enough to be an elite shortstop, but his production everywhere else is enough to make him a low-end starter at short. Aside from his lost 2018 season, Josh Donaldson has been one of the premier power hitters in baseball, hitting at least 30 home runs in four straight seasons, in which he appeared in at least 100 games. Third base is a deep and talented position, so Donaldson is on the edge of being a low-end starter or a great corner infield pick, but his power can be a difference maker. Eddie Rosario has been consistently productive over the last three seasons, but he did set career highs last year with 32 home runs and 109 RBIs. He's not a big name and only swiped three bases last season, but Rosario is a quality outfielder, and at age 28, he's in his prime years of production. Center fielder Byron Buxton was a highly touted prospect, and it hasn't been the smoothest path, but he has shown some legit talent. Injuries have been part of the problem, as he only had 295 plate appearances last season, and yet, Buxton still put up 10 home runs, 14 stolen bases, and 30 doubles, while hitting 262 with an 827 OPS. If some of those doubles convert to home runs, Buxton could be a real threat. But, because of his injury-shortened seasons and uneven results thus far, he should also come at a relative discount. Max Kepler showed potential in his first three seasons, but busted out last season with 36 bombs, 90 RBIs, and 96 runs scored. He's a career 238 hitter, so there's some downside too, but Kepler's power and consistent spot in the lineup make him a solid contributor. 40-year-old DH Nelson Cruz has crushed 244 home runs in the past six seasons, more than 40 per year. He has 630 RBIs and has hit 285 in that span, so he's a massive offensive threat at an age when not many are. There will come a season when that stops, but who can guess when that's going to be? There is also great flexibility available if you want to grab Twins veteran utility man Marwin Gonzalez, who ends up playing just about everywhere. 
In his past three seasons, Gonzalez has averaged 18 home runs while hitting 271. Given positional versatility that he provides, there's nice value to having Marwin on your bench. Overall, this is a dangerous Twins lineup with lots of power and a few wild cards that could push it over the top. The Twins pitching staff is admittedly questionable for a World Series contender, perhaps one top-end starter short, but if the rotation is merely solid, the lineup might be enough for them. Staff ace Jose Barrios is a 26-year-old who seems to be on the cusp of a breakout. In the past three seasons, he has started 89 games, posting a 3.80 ERA, 1.20 whip, and 9 strikeouts per 9. Those numbers aren't quite where you'd like them to be for a staff ace, either in reality or fantasy, but he's very good. Jake Odorizzi had the best season of his career in 2019, winning 15 games, recording a 3.51 ERA and 1.21 whip with 10.1 strikeouts per 9. That rising strikeout rate does lend some credence to Odorizzi's production, so he's a reasonable mid-rotation starter. 32-year-old Japanese starter Kenta Maeda was solid enough in four seasons for the Dodgers. 3.87 ERA, 1.15 whip, and 9.8 strikeouts per nine innings. His rookie season of 2016 was his best, but the Twins would probably be satisfied if Maeda matched his performance in the three seasons since. Now we get to the riskier portion of the Twins' rotation. 40-year-old Rich Hill is a t- typically a health risk at this stage of his career, but when healthy, he can still deal. In the past five seasons, Hill has started 86 games in the major leagues, going 41-20, and 20, with a 2.91 ERA, 1.06 whip, and 10.7 strikeouts per nine. His health issues can pose some problems in season-long formats, though we're talking a 60-game season, so maybe, maybe he's not as big a risk now. In, in any case, Hill is a legitimate value play in daily fantasy at the very least. It appears that Homer Bailey is going to be uh, in a spot in the Minnesota rotation, and it's not even 2012. He did have a bit of a career resurrection last season with Kansas City and Oakland, but in the previous four seasons, Bailey started just 46 games and had a 6.25 ERA. That's a low floor that is probably best avoided unless you can see uh, some results on the field from Bailey this season. One name to keep in consideration uh, for the Twins' rotation later in the season is Michael Pineda, uh, who has 36 games remaining on his PED suspension for using a banned diuretic. Uh, His career seems to be a case of unfulfilled potential, and yet the 31-year-old was 11-5 with a 4.01 ERA, 1.16 whip, with 92 strikeouts in 96 in the third innings for the Twins last year. Maybe he will add another option for Minnesota down the stretch. In the bullpen, Taylor Rogers settled into the closer's role, saving 30 games last season, with a 2.61 ERA, 1.00 whip, and 11.7 strikeouts per nine innings. That was his first season as a closer, so maybe he's not a marquee name, but a closer on a contender has serious fantasy value. 37-year-old Sergio Romo has always been more crafty than overpowering, but he has saved 129 games in his career, including 20 last season. Even without a high-velocity fastball, he struck out 60 and 60 in a third innings. The other alternative in the pen would be Tyler Duffy, who had a 2.50 ERA last season with 12.8 strikeouts per nine. For my money, the best value pick on the Twins roster is Byron Buxton, because he has such a high ceiling. If Buxton could stay healthy, he can provide power and speed. And because of his injury history and inconsistency, he's priced accordingly in drafts and auctions. So you have a chance to get a big payoff Uh, without a huge investment. That leaves us uh, with the number one team now, the Houston Astros. 
Coming off a 107-win season, their third straight season with more than 100 wins. They also get a bit of a break this season, playing in front of empty stadiums, because it means they won't get resounding boos for every road game. Maybe that won't matter so much, but the Astros were poised to be the most hated team in the league, thanks to their trash can sign-stealing plan. But that is probably going to be muted at best now. But on sheer talent, they are once again an elite team, with a killer lineup and some veteran aces atop the rotation. Here's a look at the Astros lineup and some possible expectations for their 2020 season. Veteran catcher Martin Maldonado has bounced around a bit, and while he does have a little power, he's a 219 career hitter, so there isn't a lot of fantasy appeal here. First baseman Yuli Gurriel is 36, but he had his best season of his career in 2019, hitting 31 home runs, while batting 298 with an 884 OPS. He's a low-end starter at first base, in part because that power surge was new to his game. But if Gurriel can legitimately hit for that kind of power with his typically high average, he would move up in value. Although Jose Altuve seems to have lost some speed, only stealing six bases last season and hitting under 300 for the first time since 2013, he did hit a career-high 31 home runs. Of course, he was one of those implicated as beneficiary of the sign-stealing scheme, so who knows if he's still going to be as effective. In any case, he's still a premier pick at second base, though he was more dangerous when he was both a home run and stolen base threat. Shortstop Carlos Correa is a star with a chance to be among the very best at the position, but he's had a lot of trouble staying healthy. In the past three seasons, he's averaged 20 home runs while hitting 278 with an 859 OPS in just 423 plate appearances. If he manages to stay healthy in a short season, Correa should be an average fantasy starter at shortstop at the very least. Alex Bregman has been an absolute beast in the past couple of seasons, averaging 36 home runs, 108 RBIs, 114 runs scored, and 8 stolen bases, while hitting 291 with a 970 OPS. Assuming Bregman is more than just a product of sign stealing, he is a first-round pick in just about any league. Veteran left fielder Michael Brantley has been healthy in the past two seasons, after a couple of lost seasons previously, and he clubbed a career-high 22 home runs last season while hitting 311. The batting average is typically a strength. He's a 297 career hitter, but Brantley didn't run as much last season, so he's more dependent on that sudden power surge to keep his value. He's useful, but there's some risk. Star center fielder George Springer hit a career-high 39 home runs and scored and drove in 96 runs while batting a career-high 292 last season despite playing 122 games. He's a high-ceiling player with some uneven results, but that ceiling is awfully tempting. Veteran right fielder Josh Reddick is fine, but not terribly appealing for fantasy owners. 2015 was the last time he had as many as 20 home runs and 10 stolen bases, and he's a career 263 hitter. In many leagues, Reddick's readily available as waiver wire help when needed. If an opening does come available in the Houston outfield, 2015 first-round pick Kyle Tucker is an intriguing prospect, who had 34 home runs and 30 stolen bases at AAA last season. Designated hitter Jordan Alvarez is a power-hitting beast who crushed 27 home runs and 369 plate appearances as a rookie. There aren't many designated hitters worthy of early fantasy picks, but Alvarez might be an exception. Overall, the Astros have a devastating lineup, with few holes and many stars. We may find out this season whether the sign-stealing had much of an effect, or if these guys are just really good anyway. The Astros' pitching staff isn't as formidable as in recent seasons, but should still be good enough to contend for another World Series. 
Justin Verlander is 37, and you might not want to put too much faith in a 37-year-old starting pitcher. But he won the American League Cy Young Award last season after winning 21 games. He had a 2.58 ERA, 0.80 whip, and more than, strikeout, more than 12 strikeouts per nine innings for the second straight season. He's been ridiculously good in Houston and is still one of the first pitchers off the board. Zach Greinke's 36, and he continues to deliver ace-caliber results. Last season, which started in Arizona and ended in Houston, Greinke was 18-5 with a 2.93 ERA, 0.98 whip, and 8.1 strikeouts per nine innings. So maybe the strikeout rate is a little low to be included with the real premium starters, but Greinke is still really valuable because of his consistency. After the two aging aces, it gets a little more questionable. There's no questioning the stuff of Lance McCullers, but he didn't pitch last season, and he threw a total of 328 innings in the three seasons prior. He also had 10.4 strikeouts per nine in those three seasons, so he has exciting potential and is well worth your fantasy interest, but his health has been an ongoing issue throughout his career. There's no guarantee that he's going to make it through this season either. Jose Urquidy pitched all of 41 innings for the Astros last season, finishing with 40 strikeouts, a 3.95 ERA, and 1.10 whip. Certainly looked like he belonged. In double and triple A, he had a 4.46 ERA, but also a 1.13 whip, which is pretty solid, and 11.7 strikeouts per nine innings. This all suggests that Urquidy's worth a try as a breakthrough candidate this season, but obviously has some risk because he's, he's unproven. In the same vein, Josh James has pitched more out of the bullpen in the past two seasons, posting a 4.06 ERA, the 1.22 whip, and more, more interestingly, 13.8 strikeouts per nine. Maybe his velocity will come down as he moves into the rotation, and that could bring down his strikeout numbers, but James will be a lively sleeper candidate, much like Urquidy. In the Astros' bullpen, Roberto Osuna is still just 25 years old and has already had three seasons with more than 35 saves, including 38 last season. For his career, Osuna has a 2.75 ERA, 0.91 whip, and 10 strikeouts per nine innings, so he fits the bill as closer. Should Osuna somehow run into problems, Ryan Presley has been outstanding for the Astros since arriving from Minnesota. In 81 appearances for Houston, Presley has a 1.85 ERA, 0.81 whip, and 12.1 strikeouts per nine innings. That's nice to have out of the pen, and it would fill the closer's role just fine if needed. When looking for value on the Astros, look to injured stars. Shortstop Carlos Correa has the potential to be among the best at his position if he can stay healthy. And starting pitcher Lance McCullers has the talent to be far more than he's shown thus far, and what he's shown thus far is still pretty good. That will do it for the top two teams in my preseason countdown, the Minnesota Twins and the Houston Astros. I'll be back tomorrow with a look at win totals heading into the 2020 season. Our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. They have a wide selection of tinctures, gummies, topicals, capsules, and sleep aids. They even have pet products. To make it even easier, CBDMD is offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. You can find them at cbdmd.com. That's cbdmd.com to add some mellow to your life. Now send me your questions. I'm at ByScottCullen on Twitter. Show is at LO underscore FantasyMLB on Twitter. If you want to send an email, direct it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Stay safe 
Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your source for fantasy news and analysis. 